0: Andrew, welcome to Racing Only, better ahead of Derby Weekend. All the major races covered on Friday and Saturday at Epsom. It's all about finding winners, of course, as it is every week. And to pick apart the equine puzzles, we've assembled a crack team of racing reprobates to point you in the right direction. Is that right, Kevin Blake?
1: I love it when a plan comes together, BA. Man, really looking forward to it, you. I I love Epsom. It's mental. Yeah. It is mad. Almost as mental as your haircut. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just, I'm literally just out of my good pal Joe the barbers in Cashel County Tipperary. There you go, Joe. There's a plug for you. Literally yeah. out of there about 20 minutes ago. So was looking, a, there, this, is, this is as fresh as I get you.
0: There's a guy who's 94 years of age where I live in a town called Greystones in Ireland, and he still cuts hair at 94. Frank Clark is his name. The famous story is: Lad goes in one week and he says, "How are you? Can you give me a crooked fringe, a rat's tail at the back, shave one side of my head, and put a big blob on the other side." And Frank says, Jesus, I don't know if I can be doing that. Well, that's what your bloody gave me last time.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, the man who doesn't need a haircut is Tony Cabin. How are you, T C.
2: Yeah, all good, yeah. i just thinking, I'm gonna draw a little tash, a little tash on Kevin, and he looks like a a, a, a historical figure I wonder who <laughs>
0: that
2: haircut <laughs> 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 well, I tell you of the, of the three of you Dan definitely
0: has the snazziest haircut. that's what I call snazzy in the words of Alan Partridge what do you reckon Dan? Uh,
3: possibly yeah I mean I'm not, not let's be honest the competition's pretty poor isn't it? Um, <laughs> that, right. that, that hair, haircut's a wrap around from his back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all the way
2: up from you know back. you oh,
3: mentioned um, A team and you know, beer, beer bracker I ain't getting on no blame fool and all that yeah like just drink well. that milk beer (laughs) Unfortunately, last night, I wasn't getting in any car. My car broke down on the way back from Cartmell. I was still at T-Base Services at 1am. And I finally got home at 20 to 4 last night. It was great because I actually... Spent more money on getting home than I earned for the shift. So. Oh my god, <laughs> love it. Love Karen, it when
0: that person's not next door either. You, you, oh. wouldn't <laughs> see, you wouldn't see Hannibal overseeing that master plan, would you? No, not a chance. <laughs> right, lads, it's all about Derby weekend. We've a money back special to tell you about on Saturday at the two o'clock. It's the zoo kazoo handicap. Money back is a free bet. Um, if your horse fails to place, remind you as we come to the race. But we are starting on the Friday, and it is the woodcot. Uh, for two-year-old, 4 places on the Bedford Sportsbook for this one. Lows to come, including the Derby itself as well. But uh, we're starting with two o'clock on Friday, Oaks Day, of course, as well. And uh, very much looking forward to it. Right, Kev, kick us off here at uh, the two o'clock. As I said, for two-year-olds, and um, it's uh, twelve runners in the field. Commander Striker is your three to one favorite for Dave Locknan. You've got keep bidding four to one. Legend of Xanadu at five to one. Silencer five to one, and a six to one. Bar and um, difficult, I guess, to assess the form of the uh, juveniles. Maybe at this stage of the season, or is this? Who have you come down on?
1: Uh, I'll tell you what, Hugo, I'm going to editorially overrule you because what I want to hear and what the listeners want to hear is Tony Calvin's weather update because this could be quite important for the rest of the podcast, I suspect. Okay. What's the the forecast? Uh, Working
2: on the basis of good ground tomorrow, no rain forecast. Uh, It's good to soft at the moment. Probably start on good for the update in the morning. Um, Tomorrow is. Uh, Sorry, Saturday is all up in the air. I mean, farcically, uh, I tweeted this, farcically on early in the week, there was one forecast suggesting 32 mil of rain on Saturday at (laughs) Epsom. And uh, the other forecast I used suggested they were going to get 0.1 mil. So, you know, who'd be a clerk of the (laughs) court? At the moment, there's a band of rain coming through on Saturday. uh, So it looks like maybe six mil. So maybe good to soft on Saturday. Okay. Some forecasts are a bit worse, but I'd say on Friday I think we're fair to fair to go with good ground.
1: Okay, excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, Hugo, on that basis, because I um, I would want nice ground for this horse. Ideally, keep bidding. Trained by my friend and yours, Rafe Beckett, and um, I thought it was uh, it was a lovely debut from her. Um, at Nottingham, she was kind of left waiting for a gap for a long time. And um, the winner was kind of away and gone by the time she got out. I, I thought it was quite a promising run. It reads well on um, the figures and um, gives up experience to, um, I suppose, quite a few of these, including many of the, the, the main ones in the market. But, um, I'm hoping she'll be sharp enough to to show what she can do and show mm. the improvement that I think is in her um, around this unique track. So uh, keep bidding for me, Hugh. It's always good advice. Just keep bidding. It'll Keep be on fine.
0: bidding. Everything will work out. Yeah. I mean, money support 10 to one into four to one. So there's been consistent support for the last um, few days. I keep bidding. Would you agree, Tony Calvin, or are you going elsewhere here?
2: Yeah, I, I was the one that took the tens, the eights. Ah, bingo! That will <laughs> please some viewers who moan about me telling the truth. <laughs> I, what I could lie if I haven't backed it, but I have. Um, um,
0: no, Chris Poole, we're big. watching you. Yeah, you, you've got a you phone got a phone line to, to to Mr. Beckett, haven't you? Because obviously Moon over Germany, I know you're going to put up in the Oaks as well. So Moon, Moon over Germany, <laughs> Moon over Germany. <laughs> 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 Robin Dickens'
2: first Derby winner. <laughs> <or not>? Moon <laughs> over Germany, Christ <laughs> Almighty! That's a bad I, I know we're a bit late. Left- to so these BHA about letting horses in but 13 year old <laughs> chaser I'm not sure about that um, sorry about that, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, obviously as Kev said a massive eye, a massive eye catcher at Nottingham um, you know, a lot of he, he has had his first t- first time at two year old winner but they normally come in a bundle um, and it's quite interesting I, I thought I recognised the colours uh, the O'Bank partnership and they had a really good uh, two year old last year finished third on, on his debut one at odds on two weeks later and got sold to Hong Kong. And um, I just wonder whether this has been a long-term plan because she was ridden to an eye to the future there. Decent time figure. And, you know, you can say she lacks experience, but because of it because of that, she's getting £10 from the winners, the three winners. Uh, no wonder why she was back from 10s to 4s. Um, I think she'll probably go off favourite. Mm, lovely. If, here's
0: a question for you. If you did have a back phone to Mr. Beckett's house and you picked it up and, and rang the house and asked for Ralph, would, would they know you're talking about?
2: <laughs>
0: hey? <laughs> Ask for Ralph, would they know who you're talking about? But <laughs> they just say, sorry, there's no Ralph. here I, I don't know. When he, he, he comes to the phone is what I'm asking now, would he say, sorry, there's no Ralph here. You <laughs> <And> he must, <laughs> he must have the wrong number.
2: <laughs> I'm sure we should
0: Dan, Dan, who do you like? <laughs> the two on the race.
3: I'm going here going into that. Uh, it's hardly the um, the background of champions Bath race course, is it? But uh, the favourite Commander Straker at the time of recording met a state at Bath on their most recent appearance, and I just thought it was a massive experience race. That Commander Straker broke really fast, got the rail, and Estate travelled as well. I I don't I didn't check the. In running odds but i bet estate went odds on briefly because he looked like he was definitely going to get past and didn't think he might be a different horse the thing about commander straker he's in 12 so he's gonna have to do a fair bit of work early on if he wants to get to the front use a bit of petrol and i think estate will just drop in and and come through late i definitely fear beckett's though
0: okay so so a lot of support for for beckett source then uh and obviously dan is going with estate so make up your mind on the basis of what you've just heard right we'll move on gents 235 uh, is the uh, Whirlpool Handicap? Five places being paid on the Bedford Sportsbook here. So, a uh, totally charming one mile handicap for those uh, who are not familiar. Totally charming at 11 to 2. Wide open race this one. Uh, Excel Power 6 to 1. Oh, this is us for Richard Hannon at 13 to 2. Fantastic Fox at 9 to 1 alongside Revitch and Fireworks. And it's 10 to 1 bar, Tony Calvin. Wide open oh. one mile handicap right up your street here. Come on, come on, He's give good. us the winner. Yeah, I'm going to
1: take my, we're going to have the same selection. I'm betting on it. Yeah,
0: I, I, I two against the field here. Write it down, I would like to do on Countdown. Write it down now before he says it. Right, 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 write it down before he oh, says it. Turn it, it. Yeah. it to the screen. Turn it to
2: the screen. it has been two for money down. here. One has yeah. been totally charming, who yeah. I think is the best handicap horse in the race, but yeah. I'm very worried about the drawing one. Okay. Um, got pace on his outside, uh, on our outside. And I can see her getting into all sorts of trouble. But if she gets a clear run at it, I think she's yeah. a best handicapped horse in the race. Mm. The one I've gone for and I've backed uh, already. Uh, oh. Short enough. Is, oh, this is us. But, um, oh, this uh, is her.
0: See you then. The has I mean, like shown up already. with the extra
2: places. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we all know about his Epsom record. You know, this time last year, he's winning the Group Three Diamond, rated 112. He's one of those ridiculous ones where he's collapsed down the handicap, cascaded there, off a mark in 92. He's actually a pound badly, and he's due to go down a further pound. But Uh if you have a look at that one at Chester last week, then, you know, it was, I don't know what was going on there, but he could have been ridden a bit more urgently, let's say that. Got the course form, got the falling handicap mark, pretty much ground versatile, good ground will be fine. And uh, the clincher is, uh, I think we mentioned him last week as well, he's, he's got a brilliant record when backing up really quickly. Um, he's mm-hmm. got loads of, loads of form when backing up within a week, so the quick turnaround isn't a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, the only problem, the only, the only two negatives I could find is obviously he's a nine-year-old and maybe regressive, and a lot of his form, recent form has come, on, uh, come in small fields, and he's draw 14 he might have a bit of problems. but Small fields feel- or short fields? Other than that, yeah, short fields, small fields. Bingo. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot. If, if he gets a fair run of the, if he gets a fair run of the race, you uh, will be very disappointed if you don't get at least your place money. But okay. uh, you know, it's, they're, they're obviously big fields. Epsom come with a uh, wrist attached, but oh, this is us. Yes, each way. Each way, thirteen to two current
3: prize five places with the Betfair Sportsbook. Dan, do you agree? I've got to play. Uh, totally charming as well. I mean, he's had four okay. runs for the stable and has done really well to win two of them. He missed the break at Lingfield last time. Um, it looks like he's been saved for this. They've obviously picked a race on turf. for his return to turf and they've gone for Epsom after a shot. What is it, six weeks off also? I thought it looked mm-hmm. a bit of a plan. So he's definitely top of the shot for me. But okay. my, not rag. Well, he is sort of a rag. He's a bigger price than all this is, I think. He's um, La Trinidad. And I appreciate it isn't York. And I appreciate I tip this horse every time he runs. But... At third time out last season, after two so-so runs, he won and he won impressively. That was at York, admittedly, but it's the same pattern this time around. I'm just, I've just taken the view that he's needed those first two runs back. And I noticed on the Sportsbook that he's the, the rank outsider. And as you say, Hubert, we get five places. Okay, five places, 25 to one at the time of recording that Trinidad for Dan.
0: Kevin, oh, this is us. I think you can keep it short and snappy because Tony Calvin has just outlined the horse. You agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, you look at his, his record at Epsom, reads really well, actually, you know, four runs, three over course and distance, and in those three runs over this course and distance, he's hit time form performance ratings of 113, 114, and 109 plus, like the best he ever was, was 117, and he's not going to know himself stepping out on the track uh, this this time, because he's in such a lower class race, yeah. you know, running off 92 in a handicap rather than um, the diamond. You know, so the, the case is there from a handicap point of view. Shaped really well last time. Quick back up, no trouble at all. You just hope he gets a bit of luck. And if he does, he's going to be back there shortly.
0: Lovely. So Calvin and Blake in agreement on the first two races uh, on the Friday card. Good stuff. The Coronation Cup is three ten. Um, gentlemen, and that went um, really
3: well for us last week,
2: didn't it? When we all yeah. agreed on Hugo <laughs> Gregory,
0: he yeah. ran well.
1: He ran well. I've we never
2: seen a horse drift so much. <laughs> I, I actually said he'd go off three to one. He actually went off fifty <laughs> three to one.
1: He, 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 was, really, he was drifting so bad, people were tweeting us, abusing us. Before, yeah, he, was. Was. yeah. <laughs> he actually ran well. I thought, yeah, yeah, I, just I, I
2: kept just going run. in. I put him in running lazy and thankfully, he traded a short was 2.26. So. Mm.
1: Okay, always dangerous, lads. If you're going to give us abuse, wait until the race because this great game, you never know. (laughs)
0: 310 is the Coronation Cup on Friday, lads. Pile driver, seven to four favorite. You've got Manobo at uh, nine to four for Charlie Appleby. High definition after just being touched off the last time. Jesus, is he good enough to win this? Hookham, nine to two. Living Legend, 10 to one. And it's Palavacino at uh, eighty to one, the rank outside of the field. Dan Barber. I don't know. I I, I can't. I'd never back high Definition. I don't care how many races <laughs> he goes and wins now. I, he's just done <laughs> to me. He's bloody his copy. But I don't care
3: how good he proves to be this season. He ain't for me. Is he for you? Well, one thing he's helping do, along with Manobo, is make the market a bit for. I think uh, an extremely strong favourite who's got a really good chance in pile driver. Very unlucky um, out on the continent. It was it in Dubai, wasn't it, where he couldn't get out in the Shima Classic at Maidan? Yeah. Um, I don't know how valid it was, but I believe Frankie was saying afterwards that he would have won had he got a clear run. Frankie's on again; he's got Epsom form. He won this very race last season. I think he probably beat a better horse, albeit a, a softie in Al Aziz, than than any of these are so far. And that's my way of viewing it. I'm just a bit surprised that the seven to four isn't shorter on him because I just think he's really he's got lo- he's just got loads in his favour, hasn't he? Course form he's he's probably the pick of the weights at level weights and. Um, uh, clearly the fact he's going for this race again is evidence that he's been targeted at it 7-4 value for the 5 Kev
1: um, No, I find this race very difficult use, uh, I like a bunch of them like driver you know we've had a view for a while I suppose that we maybe ne- hadn't necessarily seen the very best of him um, Frankie replaced Martin Wire last time and it didn't go perfectly for him but he ran very well um, and you know just getting covered up um, I've, I've been saying for ages I'd love to see him back at um, 10 furlongs um, but you know, he um, in, in a proper race, but we're, we're gonna have to wait for that. Manobo is a horse I think is riddled with talent, and getting him back to a mile and a half is definitely really interesting. But um, I thought he was short enough now, considering you know, he, he's going the way you want him to trip wise, but he's not proven yet, you know, at this level. So I thought he was short enough. Um, high definition, I thought that the ride of the year uh, by Ryan last time, I thought he was brilliant on him. Don't think he'll necessarily get left alone in front, but the extra two furlongs is surely going to help him. So I wouldn't like to be too dismissive of him. Um and yeah, I just found this really difficult. You know, talking myself okay. around in circles. Um, look, of Minobo and Pile Driver, I like them both, but pile driver at the price would be the more appealing of the two, and that's probably the way I lean, but it's only marginal.
2: Okay, Tony Calvin. Uh, I've had a tiny little bit on hook on the exchange at five to one. Mm. Um Okay. I, I think I think the race could set up quite well for him. There's a lot of pace in the race, um, and I, if High Definition goes forward, I can't see him lasting home. There's nothing in his record that suggests he wants a mile of four, even at, even at Epsom on drying ground. Um, yeah, I I'm Pole Driver. Okay. There's a little bit of a quirk in him as well, isn't he? I'm not totally sold on Manobo, but I think Hookham's pretty solid. Okay. A good run in the Sheema Classic last time. I think he's Cumberland Lodge form on soft ground. He handles faster ground, no problem. It's probably the equal of any of these. Um, I thought that was a very impressive performance. And he got a very good record when fresh. So, Oren Bowen's having a very, very quiet time of it. And hopefully, he can bang in a Group One winner because um, he certainly needs it because he hasn't had many uh, runners, let alone winners uh, this Lovely. season. But, yeah. Hook at fives on the exchanges. I think it's very fair. Lovely. The 3.45 then, gentlemen,
0: the Kazoo Handicap. Five places on the Betfair Sportsbook here uh, as well. It's a mile and a quarter, a mile and two furlongs to be precise. de Saab at 10 to 3 uh, for William Knight is your current market leader. You've got Soto Sizzler at 11 to 2. Cape, or Cap Francais at a 7 to 1. Royal Champion 8 to 1 for Roger Varian. Love his Golden Nines and his 10 to 1 bar. Uh, Kevin Blake, kick us off, please. Who do you like in the old Kazoo Handicap? Five places here.
1: Um, small shout for Soto Sizzler. Um, he's been around Epsom five times. He's won three times. He's been mostly run over a mile and a half, but he dropped back to this mile and a quarter on his most recent outing there in the cheek pieces and just about got up, um, you know, well clear at a third. It was a fair performance. Look, I think that was probably a, a career best at the age of seven, which is fairly remarkable. Um, he's up six pounds. It, it's, a, it's an ask, but he's drawn well. You know, Ryan Moore is in the saddle again. Um, you'd you think they're hardly improving at seven, but he did last time. So maybe he can improve a little bit more and he clearly loves the round at uh, this place. So he'll do for me. Soto Siddler. Sizzler.
2: Soto Sizzler at 11 to two for yourself, Tony. Uh, yeah, I think Catron Francais really, really solid in here. We're, we're getting the five places, which is the best in the industry. So um, you're getting every help from the sports book there. Um, this, this horse finished second in the Blue Ribbon Trial when, when Ed Walker... There were, uh, new connections were prepping him for a, a, a campaign in Dubai at the start of the ter- uh, start of the year, but he got injured there. So that makes his, his new market win in April all, all the more meritorious. Only going out £5 for that. And he's another one that shaped really well at Chester last time. Um, I thought the jockey took an age to get him organised there. He's off the same mark there, same mark here, and he bumped into an improver last time as well. I think he's got everything going for it. Again, very much like oh, this is us. Uh, yeah. If he gets a fair fair crack of the whip uh, from the run style, um, if he's out the first five, I'll be uh, I'll be a fair bit poorer. But Capronse, I think, is very solid. You got we got to respect the favourite. I think Soto Sizzler was done done some hardship by the handicapper last time, raising him that much six pound for that narrow win, and the second's got stuff since as well. So uh, yeah, Capronse each way five places, very 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 solid. Excellent. Okay. Seven to one, five places
0: each way. Dan Barber, your pick in the Kazoo Handicap.
3: Uh, well, I'm taking temperament and track on trust, but good But I know he's that type of horse. Good, good birthday. It flatters to deceive, but he absolutely powered through that new market race where he's away from the golden highway, he's away from the rail. He got alongside the leader briefly, and yeah, he didn't find much at all. But that's just him, and I wondered if back in a bigger field, less tactical race, Probert taking over this time, he might put his best foot forward. I'm pretty certain, like a few like the lads have mentioned as well, I'm pretty certain he will travel well, like Cap Francais will, for a long way. And Mm. it's just a case of whether he fancies going through with it. But the five places, again, is the clincher for me. Lovely. Five places. Uh, Good birthday for Dan Barber. Right, that brings us on to the feature race on the Friday.
0: It is, of course, the Kazoo Oaks. This is going to be a short short conversation. I will not hear one word from any of you that Emily Upjohn isn't going to win this by five to six lengths. Easy, Ugh. five to four. She is my bet nap of the week. We would be Tony Calvin. Agree with me. Emily up, John. Wins this
2: race. Yeah, I think so. But the the, the right. problem is that she has got nothing handy on in on form, and she has, she hasn't been beating group class opposition, has she? She's been beating them pointless. But how's she going to fare against horses with with classic form? Um, I think this is absolutely wide open. You just have a look at the official ratings, and it tells you that everything's in with a chance here. But you big
0: like Moon
2: um, over Germany to Vega, don't you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I bet I tipped up Moon to Vega uh, on the anti-post column. I, I tipped her, her up at 66 each way. I pressed up at 33-1 to 1 today and yesterday. Uh, no, I just think she's I think she's a guaranteed improver. That Chester run last time behind um, um, behind uh, Above the Curve and Fourth of June, she clearly got no kind of run there. She was going every bit as well as a winner turning in, but she got stopped in her tracks and she did remarkably well to under minimal driving to to finish a good fourth there. We know we know Beckett um, is a you know is is great at this race. He's won it twice. Very similar to Talent who came into this race rated eighty eight ninety five as well and absolutely gagged that. I did look here five years previously. I I, I think she's a, I think she's a very very good bet at thirty three to one. Yeah, I mean like I said, I, look, she could blow out and she does need to improve, but. I don't see many in there who scare me. If I, if I, I think there is a solid one. He's overpriced. Um, nine to one with the extra places. Maybe um, Concert Hall, who's obviously a mile two winner. Uh, Out Oaks winner. Uh, I think she ran the best trial uh, in the Irish Guinea. A better trial than Tuesday anyway. So yeah, uh, Concert Hall was very, very weak on the exchange. The matter, about, around about 14. Um, yeah, I, I moved to Vega and I might have a, a win only saver on Concert Hall. Okay, Saver concert
0: all and de Vega um, at 33 to 1 is Tony Calvin's Oaks bet. Dan, come on,
3: you're with me. Emily up, John, all the way. Come on. Uh, I think she probably will. I think she's the one who's been the most spectacularly impressive so far. Gosh, she's she's about, a monster. I, monster. I, I always, it's stupid, just going against an obvious winner. But um, I do think Tuesday is interesting. Um, I know she, she probably wasn't as eye-catching as Concert Hall because Concert Hall did some really good late work in the Irish 1000. But they were both up against an absolutely brilliant miler and both are bred to stay further and and tuesday particularly so And i just like what tuesday's achieved so far he's only four runs into her career she didn't win a maiden until reappearance and then she's been asked to run in a guineas run really well to finish Mm. second behind Cache, and then she's shown her form again despite for me shaping like she wants this step up in trip now even ridden fairly positively so i'd be with her am i right in saying stole one hoodoo got ended Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah. So it has finally that that put to bed, but it's still not a positive, admittedly, but um hopefully she'll be able to settle mid-pack and he can bring a wider for a run if that's what he wants to do with it.
0: Lovely. Um, in a complete reversal of real life. For some reason, I generally tend to have better luck with assessing fillies than I do with Colts. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, just in terms of my betting pattern, that's not that's not a euphemism. I have uh, the exact opposite in real life. But, Kev, I just really like this Emily up, John A bit like Homeless. I don't know. I'm just so taken by what she's done. Uh, and I, I just think she's an absolute belter here.
1: No, and you could be right, too. Like, she has looked very good. Um, like, look, st- the style was all there last time. I don't think the depth of opposition was. I just, my concerns with her is, number one, you just, I personally, I just approach it with a bit of skepticism because she's so short. You know, she's a short old price. And naturally, when they're that sort of uh, position in the market, I just start picking at them. And for me, with her, like, she, she took a while to set last time. She was quite free. Uh, and that's at York. You know, Epsom is is tough if you're on your nerves, and I don't even know if she is, but on that evidence, she is a bit, um, you know, mile and a half down to the start. I know it's not quite Derby day, but it's still a test. And if you are pulling up that first four furlongs, you know, 40 meter rise, um, it, it's it's not a happy place to be. And that would just be the concern. Look, if Frankie can get her to switch off, uh, she'll look no better man. Um, you might well be on to a winner, but I'll just, I'll take her on at the price. And I like TC Saver, um, Concert Hall, yeah. Um, I, yeah, like look, she was, she's now had kind of what's now almost a typical Aiden O'Brien two year old Philly campaign in that it was all kind of steady, steady progression. And she's gone on again this season. Like it, it, in the context of pretty much all of Aiden's three year olds needing their first run, like she went and won the Southsville the first time narrowly, um, which I thought was a fair effort. And and um, that was over ten furlongs. Drop back to the mile, as Dan said. Like it was a lovely run. She just got outpaced two furlongs out, and has rocked home in the final hundred yards. Like she's crying out for this trip. I think. Um, and wouldn't there be a lovely bit of synergy, Hugh? And we love a bit of synergy because you rewind ten years, Hugh. What were you doing ten years ago? Oh, ho! Um, uh, getting married. <laughs> Oh, God help you. Okay, well, that bloody worked out, huh? <laughs> but if you go back 10 years to the day, um, Concert Hall's Mammy was, um, went and won the Oaks under what? Shamie Herfordon, who now rides the daughter, um, to hopefully repeat it for the family 10 years on. Mm. Um, so there's a nice bit yeah. of synergy there. Um, I think she'll relish the, the, the trip, You And like, like, like TC said, I just think this is an open race. If Emily Upjohn isn't a, a rocket ship, um, which uh, you know, slight doubts for me. I think this is wide open.
0: Okay, lovely. Um, right, gentlemen, your naps for the Friday, please. Oaks Day at Epsom. I'll kick things off. Emily up, John, nice and simple. She wins the race. Kevin Blake, your nap for Friday, please.
1: Um, I am going to go. Oh, I don't. Is TC going to go for oh, This is Us? No. Okay, I'll go for oh, This is Us winning place. Oh, please.
2: this is us. What about you, TC? I'm, I've got permission to go with a, a a non-ITV race. i have just quickly make the case with Pocket the profit in the last. I think he's been crying out for seven furlongs. Uh, he's won from one at that trip. All his runs this season over six furlongs suggested he needs further. Okay, uh, This is it. Uh, been, the headgear's been left off the last twice. All of its, all of his five wins have come with uh, the hood applied. That's back on. He's been dropped two pounds for when the headgear wasn't on. Um, and if Haley Turner can... Um, like I said, can negotiate a clear passage. I think this horse is going to come charging home, and I think I think pocket the profit is uh, is a very very good bet. I think he's around about tens on the exchange and, and fixed right. odds as well. So it has been back from sixteens and 14s, but pocket the profit in the last is my knack of Friday. Pocket Would you like, like a bit of Betfair
1: trivia here, Hugo? There's yeah. just been the first winner in Great Britain with a Betfair SP of a two hundred to one. Oh, a thousand! A thousand! Betfair SP. First time it's happened since two thousand and eight. Was that two
3: hundred one shot on the books, Was it? That's the two hundred yeah, one shot that was. I a. don't you know. know if that's flat only because there was a horse called and Tire did that in a weather. It won the juvenile hurdle like weather with that Wednesday. I race at a thousand.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm called I mean, Steve High here uh, from yeah. Twitter. Yeah, he would
2: know, and I Bob. used to keep. I keep, used to keep a list of those. Yeah, Burmese Bob was what was. That wasn't it. Oh, there
1: was one. There there was um Tom, your your colleague, um Dan, um Wow Chin Tier. <laughs> yeah, that's the one who won the Wednesday. Dale. <laughs> October okay. 2010, and another one in 2010, Carranza. There you go. Uh, what, what's right.
3: your nap for Friday, please, Dan? Um, I'm gonna be windy, Bob. I need something back. I'm stinking the joint out. Good birthday, win and place, please. Five places. Good birthday, win and place. Okay, so Otis oh, is us, pocket the profit in the last. Good birthday for Dan
0: and Emily. Upjohn absolutely smokes them in the Oaks. Right, Derby Day at Epsom. On Good we go, car. gentlemen. Saturday Ew. money back special in our opening race here. The Kazoo handicap money back as a free bet on the sportsbook or the exchange. If your horse fails to place, for the full t- terms and conditions, you can check out uh, in the show description. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, Blue Trail and the Kazoo handicap is your four to one favorite for Charlie Appleby. Mister Big Stuff five to one War Horse uh, for Marco Body, eight to one, nine to one is Nolton Cross, and it's ten to one bar. Kev, kick us off here, please. In the kazoo handicap, a mile and a quarter here, over five furl or a mile and a quarter. And, um, who you <laughs> <going to? laughs>
1: oh, you they went too soon, you went too soon, Hugo. You'll get your yeah. chance, don't worry, yeah. you'll get your chance. I, um, I went with Nolton Cross here, um. Son of Dark Angel. I am um, I love Sons of Dark Angel and handicaps because they tend to be they tend to be a little bit mentally slow to get rolling. And you can you can often bank on run to run improvement. And I thought he ran a smashing race on his handicap and seasonal debut at Sandown. It was a short field Hugh, just the four runners. Um Nolton Cross made the running himself. And I'd say if Harry Davis could have it again, he he, he probably did what you what you gathered, what you think might be the right thing. He went as slow as he got away with. Um, but I'd say the horse would have benefited from being allowed to rock on a bit more because he got a little bit outpaced and, and rallied again so uh, look bigger field more pace in front of him um, I suspect there's improvement in him Hugo he gets the race off the same mark here and Nolton Cross will do for me
0: I'd say if you were a footballer and uh, to describe yourself as a horse, Kev, it'd be Hugo Palmer's horse and just box to box. He'd be a real box to box player. Guess, <laughs> jogging <laughs> up and down <laughs> non-stop.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I'd be you sweeping with my lack of pace nowadays. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tony Kavan? do you like the Kazoon handicap? All over Nolton Cross as well. Probably Ooh. the best probably the best bet of the day. Preempting the nap. Oh. Yeah, as Kev said, I think I think with a fair win last time, he 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 would have he would have beaten war horse and re opposes here. Uh, he's got away with it being left on the same mark and it's just not that it's just not that run in isolation go back and have a look at this horse's all weather form i mean um he the horse he beat at wolverhampton uh in january has come out one twice since and now rated 85 he beat that off levels he races off 80 here go back to look at his his newcastle second he had he had eden in behind or iden eden, eden well eden, it's yes, eden. Right in Derby. Eden, yeah. um yeah, so like I said, okay. ev- everything about this horse, fifth start, uh 20. drawn for Sylvester okay. D'Souza has been booked. It- it'll drill him out from the front, made all at Wolverhampton, went from the front at Sandown. Uh, I think he could take a load of catching. I think he's got I think he's got a fair bit in the tank of a mark of just eighty. Yeah, I like
1: him. Cros- Cros- Cros-
3: very good price. Nine to one on the sports board. Dan. I thought TC might be with me, giving Mr Big Stuff another chance. I'm quite interested to hear off air maybe why he wasn't, but um, he was a bit, he was unlucky. Things didn't go his way when he didn't get the brakes. I think it has a strong piece of form. It's normally a very good race, that, that Newbury race. And I thought based on that,
2: without the value extra that he was,
3: um, I thought he had a fair
2: chance. Just, just very quickly, mate, I mean, obviously I've watched that race, but the key to that race at Newbury, you wanted to see the head on and I had not seen it. And yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering whether he's a bit soft. I mean, Um, but and you don't want to be soft in a place like Epsom, but yeah, I mean, I I think he's handicapped to go very well, but he's five to one now. And I thought it was a little bit skinny in a race like this. I'd rather back Nolton Cross at nearly twice the price, yeah. Okay, Mr. Big Stuff for Dan Barber
0: and two for Knowlton Cross. Okay, the 235. Uh, Gents, on the card is the Princess Elizabeth Stakes here. It's a mile, it's a group three contest, and Bashkarova is your two to one favourite. You've got Potapova from Michael Stout, seven to two. Roman missed, eleven to two. Mrs. Fitzherbert at six to one, and it's eight to one bar. Um, Tony Calvin, your tip, please, for the Princess Elizabeth Stakes.
2: Yeah, I think Potapova is a very decent price here, seven to two. Best price going around. Uh, Probably should have won on a return at Kempton. Uh, but even so, that forms that forms mustard. The third's come out and won a, a Listed race by twelve lengths. The fourth's come out and won a Group Three race at Lingfield. Um, and there's a plenty of upside to this filly. The rate, if there is rain about on Saturday, wouldn't be wouldn't be in his advantage uh, in her advantage because she has been pulled out. But I, just, I literally just before I before I uh, came on this, I chatted through us uh, Friday and Saturday with Ryan, and Ryan said a little bit of rain we're fine for her. He said she wouldn't want a, a great deal of rain, but I think she's a horse. She's going forward, Kempton runs last time, probably should have won, worked out really well. I think seven to two is very fair. I think she's probably more of a five to two poke, might even Thank go it. a favorite, actually.
0: Excellent. Potapova then for
3: um Tony Calvin and for yourself, um, Dan Barber, please. Hey, yeah, it's an interesting um. Study, isn't it? In what people make of William, Hag- William Haggis at the minute. He's obviously mustered. We know that. But his Bashkarova's made favourite to beat a horse in Mrs. Fitzherbert. And he's significantly short in the betting. Who I am I missing something? Were there massive excuses for Bashkarova? I didn't necessarily see them. Mrs. Fitzherbert's a very progressive horse. She was winning handicaps on the all-weather off marks in the 70s. Signed off with a very unlucky fourth at Lingfield. She's then returned, beaten the fav on merit. And who's to say she can't go forward at at the same rate that she yeah. has been so far? It was only it was a it was only a second run on turf that, a first after she'd had this great rate of progress on our weather. I just thought the market was was sniffy there, been sniffy towards Huey and giving too much favour to Mr Haggis. Happens all the time, Dan. Happens all the time. We are second-class citizens in this world, just trying
0: to make a living however best we can. Isn't that
1: right? <laughs> as, as, as Hughes go, Hugh Cattle and Huey Morrison would be an absolutely different species, wouldn't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why what's that? Is he... Uh okay don't answer don't
1: answer go on go on go on, go on. <coughs> uh, I'm with Dan the man Mrs Fitzherbert just, right. yeah you just kind of have to the price don't you um mm-hmm. as Dan said like, like overall progressive profile um I thought it was fair and square last time as well and um look could come on from the run could find more natural improvement so yeah at the prices it's kind Lovely. of um you know good good look to the foul but Mrs Fitzherbert is the value of the prices
0: Excellent. The 310 is the Kazoo Diamond Stakes and it is a Group 3 contest over a mile. 310 on the card. Modern News for Charlie Appleby 6 to 5 short here you can understand why. Uh Mutasabek is 7 to 2 for Charles Hills. You've got McGallan at 6 to 1. Finest Sound 13 to 2. Zakuski at 9 to 1 and Escobar at 10 to 1 completing this short field. Right, let's Ooh. go. Um
3: Let's go. <laughs> Dan Barber, Um, who do you like in this short field Diamond well, Stakes? Well, on time from range, he's got five five or seven pounds to find, but I thought there was a soft lead there if finally Sound wanted it and he's got a really good record fresh. He ran well off a break um, at May down when last seen. He's not been seen since. He's had three months off this time last season on his reappearance, he ran in probably one of the strongest handicaps of the campaign. That one won by Astro King at Nottingham. It worked out unbelievably well. Um, everybody saw mutter at at Sandown. He was extremely unlucky, finished fast, definitely should have won, but I didn't think it was an especially strong race. Al- they finished in a bunch and alcohol-free is obviously not fired at all this season. The market was was very dismissive about it, wasn't it, first time back, as Tony was saying at the time. So, with a, a fab very short and a potential soft lead, I'm hoping the eager, enthusiastic, finest sound will will bounce out and make a Okay, finest sound um, for yourself and
0: for you, Kevin Blake.
1: I'm going to go for Magellan, not Magellan like Dan Barber tried to call him a few weeks ago. Uh, no. <laughs> Dope. John Locke. John Locke. Dan's <laughs> just, he's just racking up all these blunders, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's <was> outrageous, Gellan <laughs> <laughs> and Ferdinand. Go on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Alan, like he, he went, he went to Chester last time with a, with a big chance in the um, in the oh Lord, what's it called? Um, the Group Two there, I know it, Huxley, and he ran terribly, really. Never really went to yard, and I don't know if funny had ever came out about it. But I know I was on track that day, and there, there was awful chat that he'd had like a like serious travel difficulties, like it had a bit of a nightmare seemingly. And I don't know if that was ever officially reported, but it was it was there was a view that yeah, he basically the horse after what had happened, um, yeah, it was going to be a tough ask for him. So like it looked one of those that was too bad to be true. And if, if that's true, and I say I qualify all of that with you know in, into the category of racecourse rumor. And um, we would certainly go a long way to explaining it. And look, if he can bounce back to what he did at Newmarket the time before in the Earl of Sefton, um, look, look, he's he's the he's the highest rated horse in this field. Um, tactically the race could pan out nicely for him. He can make the running himself, but he'd say he'd be just as happy sitting outside. Um, Dan's finest sound. But yeah, I could, I could see him potentially bouncing back and um and going very well. Lovely. McGallan for Kevin.
2: And last word to you on this, Tony Calvin. I haven't got a betting uh, backing opinion. Um, I thought it was a nasty little race. So, if I could get modern news in the book around about five to four and have the field run of me at four to five, I think that would be, I think that could be the way to play here, especially if there's rain about. Uh, Yeah. No no real betting. But, yeah, I mean, if I can get the field running for me at four to five against the favourite, I think that's a fair play. Okay, roll up, roll up. Fast horses only need apply. The Epson Dash,
0: five places on the Betfair Sportsbook. Epson Dash handicap the provisor there. Dusky Lord for Roger Ferry five to one. Wide open race. Fine wine, six to one for Scott Dixon. Live in the dream at seven to one. Sunday Sovereign uh, for Tim Easterby at eight to one. And it's ten to one bar here. Uh, Right, Kevin Blake, who's the Fastest.
1: Ah, oh, I think it might be Stone of Destiny this year, Hugo. And it would be the type oh. of horse that TC might go for as well. I dare oh. I dare venture. Um, but, yeah, the case is pretty straightforward here. You go back and, you look, this is a very unique race. Um, and I, I like to look back at previous renewals. And you go back and look at last year's renewal. Stone of Destiny was running off 102. And, by God, if he didn't get a rotten run, um, he, he, was, he was wrapped up the whole way until quite late. Um, flew home for third. And um, that was off a mark of 102. Now the winner won well, but he would certainly have been second and maybe even a bit closer than that. Um, so that was off 102. He, he ran well a couple of times afterwards in group company, but his form tailed off a small bit. And look, Tim Easterby, um, sorry, I should say Andrew Balding, you'd imagine with him having run that well in the race last year, they've had a little eye on it. And um, the handicapper, as we constantly mention these days, has just been very generous He's, he's been dropping them for like decent runs and all of a sudden he finds himself off 92 10 pounds lower um and and that that just looks really attractive and he's throwing good and high again he's he he um he might well end up off a similar surface um he started, there was certainly an ease in it last year um you know how much of an ease we'll wait and see what this forecast does but mm-hmm um yeah i think he's very interesting i love horses Lovely. going back to, to this course of distance and if he gets a bit more luck than he got last year i um, off 10 pounds lower he's gonna go well i think you
0: do of destiny 10 to 1 five places each way in the betford sportsbook and
2: exchange tony your dash fast horse please ditto kevin's called
1: oh.
2: it, <coughs> kevin's called it right on two uh on two counts one he's, he's named i think the most likely winner uh, I'm I'm amazed. He's still ten to one. That ten to one with the sportsbooks—the biggest place, uh, the biggest uh, price around. And I I was expecting <coughs> five or six to one about that, especially after you draw eighteen. High numbers dominated last year. They do tend to. Um, the grout—if they do get a substantial amount of rain, it would be a problem because all these best forms are good to soft or quicker. But you know, I don't think they're going to get that much famous last words. And yeah, I mean, he's got. Just, he's just handicapped to run a great race. You know, it's, these kind of races are more dodgems than, than sprint handicaps. Either you can get bashed all around the place and, you know, be a very unlucky beating two lengths finishing 18th in this kind of races. But, yeah, I mean, again, with a clear run, Stone of Destiny, just handicapped to be bang there, and he's probably got as big a chance at the weights as any. Okay, Stone of Destiny, both for Kevin and for Tony, so take note in the Epsom dash. We've Last been coming week,
1: together a lot this week, TC. I think we're by the end of this weekend, we're, we're both going to be having chips or caviar, one or the other. I say no <laughs> in yeah. between. Let's have okay, <laughs> brings us neatly, gentlemen,
0: to the feature of the weekend. Uh, for many, still the feature of the flat season, although I guess its standing has maybe diminished in some quarters. We won't get into that now. Four places for the derby, 4.30 on the card at Epsom, Desert Crown, the big talking horse this season for Michael Stead, seven to four. At the time of recording, Stone Age, Aidan O'Brien, four to one with Ryan Moore in the saddle. Nation's Pride for Charlie Appleby and William Buick in the hot seat at seven to one. Changing of the guard with Wayne Lorden, 15 to two. Piz Badil, Dunica's horse, 10 to one. Star of India, 16s. Walk of stars, 16s. And it's have what you like about the rest. Um, It's a big, big old field, gents. uh, Kevin Blake, kick us off here. I was listening to Joseph O'Brien today talk about um, Camelot's win back in the day. And he made an interesting comment that, you know, some horses lose their balance slightly given the undulating grounds at Epsom. As you said, if you walk the track, but Camelot just took every stride in his track. And I just wonder with Desert Crown, because he's only raced twice, is that going to be a problem, his lack of experience here and the price he's at?
1: Um, Look, it's a natural concern, but at the same time, you know, real good ones, they'll overcome it. You know, and he looks potentially to be a really good one. Now, I would be worried if it hammered down with rain. Like he's a particularly good mover, and, and I think he'll always want nice ground. I know it was off when he won it when, when he made a winning debut, but this is a different story now. And um, you know, in the Derby, you want the ground to be right, and he, I really would be worried about rain for him. And I, I don't have a big problem with him, other than that, you I thought he was very impressive in the Dante. Um, hmm. look, Sir Michael Stout knows what he's doing at this stage, and I believe him when he said he probably had him a bit short. Um, so there could be more to come. And look, I, I, I've got loads of respect for him. Um, as I do a bunch of these, you, I, I like I like Padil, I like Star of India. Um, you know, I think more, the more rain, the better for Star of India. But, you know, I, I think it's one of those years, here that it just, I want to have a real swing of one, a wild swing, a swing, up, a swing that could end up anywhere. Um, and I'm kind of hoping the rain comes, because it would make things a small bit more random. But I'm going to give a chance to glory days.
0: 150 to 1, you lunatic! Whoa.
1: Andy Oliver and Ronnie Whelan. Um, this is a nice horse, you. Um, like, he progressed with every run last season. He's a big, massive fecker. He's a big unit. And he was impressive on his comeback run at the Curragh when there was knees in it. And, like, I thought he ran a lovely race behind Stone Age... In, the, in the, the derby trial at Leopardstown, he's finished second to him. Um, oh, I, I hope, knew he was gonna do oh, that. Oh. I knew it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I just thought he ran really well. He looked like he, he'll, he'll stay really well. I think. <laughs> Um, like he's by people always oh, by co glory he can't possibly have a derby winner he's you know he was um he was a sprinter and he's bred mostly sprinters but this fella clearly isn't a sprinter like i think this fellow would stay a ledger trip to be honest having kind of had a really close look at him um so i'm not going to let desire be a knock on him and it's just a huge price like he's he's finished second to, to stone age who's well fancy he's well beaten mm-hmm. but like he, he's Shaping all day that he wants further, so a million to one glory days. If he finishes in the four places with Betfair, and if he hits the frame, you've had a beano. And you never know, Hugh, when you're in the wind market as well, funny things can happen,
0: Kev. You've convinced me. Sold glory days 150 to one, four places in the sportsbook. At the exchange, Tony Calvin, Jesus, he's putting, he, I mean, that's unlike Kev to go for a literally knockout punch in the very first round. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have more of that in the industry. People, people uh, put up big price horses. Um, I'm a big believer in Desert Crown, but then again, it's 17 a race. It's it, it could be absolutely brutal. This for you know the trouble in running, couldn't it? But he mm. put up by far the best trial. I actually don't think two to one's that bad a price. But then again, uh, uh, it's not the kind of price I, I play, at, especially in a race like this. I've had a look at the free but all Colts and I think Star of India is probably the best price of those at 20 to one by some margin. Um, always a lazy sort at home, but go and have a look at that D State when he really woke up late on there. I think he's a surefire improver, uh, a mile four um, just having his fourth start. Uh, the wide draw is obviously at 16 is obviously a negative, but he's, he's 20 to one on the exchange. Um, yeah. I mean, apparently, the works apparently have been very, very good. Um, I'm just worried about the, the, his lack of tactical pace. He is a bit lazy uh, from an early uh, early stage, from a wide draw. But I think he'll be coming home one of the best there. And, uh, yeah, I think 20 to 1 probably overestimates uh, over, uh, underestimates his chances. So, star of India for me, very, probably my smallest bet of the weekend of all the ones I've put up and, okay. um, and backing. But star of India, yeah, 20 to 1. I think he's. Uh, I mean, he's got plenty of upside going up in trip. Right, Daniel Barber, we have 150 to one shot. We have a 20 to one yes. shot. Who are you coming
0: down on? Please well, say I, the seven to four or five.
3: Well, <laughs> I, did a, I did a tissue and I made Kev's horse 166 to one, so I can't be backing him, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, no, that's obviously not true. I think Desert Crown is unoriginal, but a potentially exceptional horse. And Nathaniel, who's going up in trip again, he was absolutely brilliant at York when all the vibes were that he wasn't yeah. 100%. And he beat a pretty good yard-sticking row, Patronage. I know he didn't shine Lovely. in the Guineas, but he was—he had loads of good two-year-old form. I thought the winner was absolutely brilliant. It was—it was the way once he got to the front, you're thinking, right, okay, he'll probably maintain the lead, but he just kept opening up. I thought he looked out of the very top draw. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, lads, that brings
0: Epsom weekend to a close. All that remains is to get your Saturday naps then, um, and you can kick us off. All right, Dan Barber, please your Saturday nap.
3: I'm oh. so desperate for a winner. That I'm going for Desert Crown. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, you've stolen my thunder there. Uh, Tony Calvin? Nolten Cross in the
0: opener. Nolten Cross in the opener for Tony Calvin. Kevin Blake?
1: Glory days. You're not going go- to do glory yeah. days. Yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. Glory days, 151 nap. Smash <laughs> out the park. And I'm going to join Dan. I'm going to join Dan as well. Uh, I think Desert Crown is a good thing. Right, um, Money Back Special at the 2 o'clock on Saturday. Check the terms and conditions. In the show description, or money back is the free best in the two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, if your horse fails to place, enjoy Derby weekend, Oaks Day, on Saturday and to Saturday. If Glory Days wins, I'll have enough money to buy two tickets to the actual boss next year at the ODS in Dublin. Good luck.